Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produce the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports. What's the date? The 7th of September, 2023. It's a Thursday, and it's the opening day for the NFL. Benny, you ready? Yes, sir. What's going on out there? This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. Let me just say real quick, had my last fantasy draft last night. It was a live draft, so we all met over the champion's house. The person that came in last place had to do the draft board, so he had to do all the work, putting the stickers on the board. We had food. We had drink. We had a good old time. It was great. Glad I got it done. Now I can concentrate on setting my lineups and getting ready for some real football. Now, I found out. I, I shouldn't say I found, but it, yes, it's true. I did find out. So people know I'm crazy about fantasy. They know I do fantasy baseball, basketball, I do all stuff. So people are like, dude, how many fantasy teams do you have? I'll be like, I got like 40 or 50. I never actually counted how many teams I actually have. So this time, I actually counted how many teams I had. Be oh, I forgot some. Because, okay, um, I have teams on NFL.com, ESPN, Yahoo, and CBS. So that's four entities. Okay, let me do my last math here because I forgot about something. <laughs> okay. Now this is just the foot. This is just football, or is this, this is ball? just football? This is just, just football, football okay. right now as we speak. I may have had more or less in the past, but right now today, I actually have forty-three, exactly forty-three fantasy teams, and they all have different names. Every single one of them. 43 <laughs> like, unique names, eh? My Way or Olave. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, the long ball. Oh, my God. Really? I'm sorry. Okay, I, that's enough of that. Enough of that. So, anyway. But wait, those, those are actual names, though, right? Yes, those are actual names. Those in my are team, actual yeah. names. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So good luck out there, fantasy owners. Well, let me, as a you know, as a Madden guy, first of all, say that you fantasy people are absolutely crazy. We'll <laughs> say that first and foremost. Um, on the Madden side, Benny, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I play with my Niners, right? So I, I've been playing basically with Trey Lance up to this point. Okay. Now I'm forced to play with Purdy. Or Darnold. <laughs> oh, they took Trey away from you, right? You know, yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a the, the third string guy. Oh, I forget who he is. I thought he was. A, I had like never heard of him, or at least I wasn't familiar with him. And then I start. I looked up when I did his um when I did the backup quarterback information, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked, and I'm like, okay. Uh, this guy's been around for like years and years. Hold on, here he is. Brandon Allen, you familiar with him? Absolutely. Six seasons in the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> been with uh, about three different teams at least. I think they got him rated on Madden like in the 50s. Like he's really low. He's, he's down. He's he doesn't down. get to play much, but he you has know? played. And 
Purdy and Darnold are both like in the low 70s, like 71, right. 70. So neither I don't have any 80, 99 rated. I don't have no Patrick Mahomes type type passers. And it is interesting, again, when they do the attributes, because it is what it is. And if you were a coach in the NFL and that was your player, it is what it is. You know, you can't give him plays like he's Patrick Mahomes. You know what I right. mean? So I'm finding my ability to throw the deep ball really hindered, you know. But my short, the intermediate, is pretty precise, pretty precise. Um, Darnold's a little more um, athletic, but Purdy can get away with, you know, like if you show him nothing but green, he'll take 10, 15. I can do that, you know, with him pretty nicely. Um, but yeah, short to intermediate, you know, it's, it's, I just have to get used to working in that realm because I was, I was, yeah, I could throw the ball with Trey. I could just put it out there, you know, and the guy would run up underneath of it. Can't do that so much with Darnold. Their accuracy isn't isn't that uh, great on the long ball. So it's just, again, the, the, the thing about it is you have to work with what you got. And that's what's going to make this season so much fun as we look at these teams now and what they actually have. You know, they've had some pluses and they've had some minuses. So um, I'm going to let you... Go ahead and run your piece because you did some research that you're going to share with everybody. I'm going to let you run that. And once we finish that, then we're going to actually look at week one on the NFL schedule. Well, uh, let me say this. Once the season really gets rolling, which basically will be next week and we get our power ranking thing going, you're going to hear us make a statement about the lack of opinion and conjecture. Okay, the only opinion and conjecture or the most opinion and conjecture you will hear on the show will probably come from me. When we decide when we start deciding uh, the, the matchups and who I think is going to win the games. But I got some opinion and conjecture for you right now <laughs> that you've probably experienced if you watch the NFL Network or FS1 or any of these other channels that talk about the NFL. What I did was I went through the entire league, decided who I think the division winners are going to be of every division, how they're going to see, how they're going to go through the playoffs, and my eventual Super Bowl matchup and who I think will win the Super Bowl. And I'm going to do it for you right now. Easy. Let's start with the AFC. Division winners. AFC East, I like the Buffalo Bills. AFC South, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. AFC North, I love the Bengals. And the AFC West, of course, I like the Kansas City Chiefs. Shall I go? I'm going to go through both. NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles. NFC South, the New Orleans Saints, new quarterback. NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think they're ready. That new offense is cooking. And NFC West, your beloved San Francisco 49ers, who you know I really like. Now, the seeds go like this. In the AFC, number one seed will be the Chiefs. Number two will be the Bengals. Three will be the Jags. Four will be the Bills. The five seed, I think, will be those New York Jets. I know everybody's been waiting to hear that name. And the sixth seed will be the track team, 
the Miami Dolphins. In the NFC, number one seed, Philadelphia Eagles. Number two seed, your 49ers. Number three seed, those Detroit Lions, yes. Number, no, I'm sorry, Detroit Lions, number three seed. Number four seed will be the Saints. Five will be the Seahawks. And six will be my beloved New York Giants. Yeah, the seventh seed will be the Packers. Now, NFC, I'm sorry, the wild card round comes in. In the AFC, I believe the Bengals will beat the Ravens. The Dolphins will beat the Jags. And the Bills will beat the Jets. In the NFC, the Niners will beat the Packers. The Lions will beat my Giants. I'm sorry. The Seahawks will beat the Saints. We go to the divisional round. The number one seed Chiefs will beat the Dolphins. And the Bengals will beat the Bills. What a game that's going to be. That's the match, uh, rematch of the DeMar Hamlin game. In the NFC, the number one seed Eagles will triumph over the Seahawks and your 49ers will beat the Lions. AFC Championship, the Cincinnati Bengals, write this down, will defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. Write this one down too. In the <laughs> NFC Championship, your 49ers will defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. And in the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals will lose to the 49ers. Yes, your window is open, bro. It's only cracked a little bit, but you can squeeze through there if you keep Purdy healthy. 49ers will win the Super Bowl. I am flabbergasted. <laughs> and I... I you know, I only got one team that's New York Giants, but in the AFC, I try to pick the best AFC team, I think. And I'm really riding with Cincinnati, but I think y'all get them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here listening to it, and I'm thinking you're going to say, and Cincinnati finally gets over the hump with the Niners <laughs> <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I had to say, they have not had good luck against us in the Super Bowl at all. But that was, you know, so long ago. Um, right. I mean, wow. That That is. That, that was Jerry Rice and John Taylor. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? In St. Joe talking about the people up in the stands. What did he say in the beginning? It's like, oh, is that such a. Yeah, well, look, there's John Candy up there. John Candy, yeah. St. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, just the thought has me, you know. I'm all, uh, you know, got goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps at <laughs> the very thought of it. Jamie Christmas. Okay, Niners went in the Super Bowl. That would be six. The quest for six continues for sure, for sure. Now, the Lions situation, we're going to talk about as we go into the schedule because, mm -hmm. again, um, I have some background information that I shared with you about you know, based on how this matchup would have looked based on last year's net points and turnover differentials and stuff right. like that as they ended up the season. So that team that was playing, you know, in both cases, you know, the two teams as they were, you know, we, we just took a look at it, but we know that those teams are different now. 
You know, there's been additions, there's been losses in those teams. And when you talk about the Lions, for example, one of the outstanding features of the Lions last year was their ability to score, but their inability to stop anybody on defense. Their defense, they had one of those large, what we call ranking differentials, where their scoring was high in the rankings and their um, defense was really low in the rankings. Right. So I'm never, I'm you know, as I hear people talk about what the Lions can do offensively, I'm like, okay, well, they all they got to do is keep it up, <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned. So, okay, you ready? You got another piece for us? No, I'm good. Let's go. That it? You ready to talk about the schedule? Yes, sir. Well, the first thing we're going to have to talk about is tonight's game, Benny, because it opens up the 2023-2024 uh, schedule. And um, we don't have any, any uh, numbers. This is week one. So there's no differential to talk about, but we can talk about them in a number of different ways. You ready? Here we go. Let's open it up. You were talking about those Detroit Lions. They're at the Kansas City Chiefs, Benny. Now, when I looked at, you know, at this, the Chiefs obviously were favored, you know, based on last year's performance. Um, the Chiefs, however, coming in, maybe a little hobble with, with Kelsey. You know, I posted the question, you know, who's more, who was more um, valuable to their quarterback, Kelsey to Mahomes or or, or Gronk to Brady? Because, you know, I used to say, you know, Brady with Gronk was, you know, that was his, his, his you know, that kept him at the top of his game because he could throw to Gronk. You know, not everybody could do that. So you got the Lions and they have to travel. They got to go into KC and KC is having – is missing somebody on their defensive line, aren't they? Yeah, old Chris Jones is still holding out for another contract. Um, we saw Mr. Bosa get his in the 11th hour, so he'll be ready to go this weekend, but I don't know about Chris Jones. I mean, we still got the rest of today <laughs> for him to sign. <laughs> well, you know, that I'm wondering, did, did um, Bosa's – Numbers set any level of a standard for Chris Jones. You that's know how interesting. That, that kind of happened be very for Lamar. Interesting. Yeah, that's going to be very, very interesting because I think it was a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the top 100 and we went through the top 10, Chris Jones's name was on there, but so right. was Bosa's. And Bosa was higher, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So now I, I think it would have served Chris Jones well to maybe try to get signed before Bosa. It would have been better for Bosa. You see what I'm saying? Because Chris Jones is going to be hard pressed to get as much money as Bosa. He really is. Okay. He really, they're, they're going to say, dude, we love you, but that's freaking Bosa. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. got a bit of a cap on what he can sign for. That's my opinion. I don't think the inside rushers get paid as much as the edge rushers anyway. They do not. They do so, not. You know, so, yeah, position-wise, he's, he's at a disadvantage there. Um, Unless you're Aaron Donald. However, Benny, well, okay, that's true too. Um, how do you think that's going to impact tonight's game? Well, first of all, the Kansas City Chiefs defense is not stellar by any means 
missing Chris Jones is going to be a big, big thing for them if he is not able to play. But I think what's even going to be bigger is the possibility of Travis Kelsey not being able to go. Now, personally, I think he's going to try to tough it out. I really do. We we already seen a little flim-flam going on with this injury. First, it was a hyperextended knee. Then it turned into a, a, a bone bruise. So what it sounds like, in order for both of those things to be possible, would be he would have had to bang knees with somebody, which, of course, is quite possible that it happened to practice. He banged knees with somebody, which caused the bone bruise, and the person he banged into pushed his knee back, which would have caused him to suffer the hyperextension. So I'm not saying nobody's lying. I'm just saying we don't exactly know what's going on here. Supposedly, they're going to run him through some tests or a little workout this morning before they determine whether he'll be considered active or not. Um, that being said, the Detroit Lions offense should be clicking on all cylinders. I cannot wait to see Amon St. Brown on the field again. I cannot wait to see this rookie running back, Jameer Gibbs. And I cannot wait to see the number two punch behind the one-two punch of running back of David Montgomery, who basically carried the running game for the Chicago Bears last week. All that being said, I'm picking the Detroit Lions to go in the arrowhead and win that game. Oh. Might as well start off the season with an upset, bro. <laughs> There'll be some kneecap biting in Kansas City. Absolutely. Eh? Well, you know, I mean, what do you think about the Lions' defense? I mean, I know you say Kansas City's defense is not stellar, but is, do the Lions now have a stellar defense? defense? Because, like I said, they've been scoring points all along. They they picked up a Jameer Gibbs, but they lost Swift, you know. So, I mean, you know, I don't know how much of a net add that is, but uh, I don't know how much better their defense is. Personally, I think that's a big net add, but we'll see. Uh, defensively, they were not stellar. In fact, they were far from stellar. I don't remember where they ended up in, in last year's rankings or how much lower they were from the Chiefs. I have a funny feeling there wasn't that big of a difference. They did make some additions. I believe they will be positive additions but I don't know that they made enough additions that will make that big of a difference defensively for them. You have to see, here's the problem with, for, for, for the chiefs. First of all, they, the lines do have Aiden Hutchinson, who is a really, really good borderline, great pass rusher already just going into his second year. Also, uh, I challenged a couple of people that wanted to argue with me about stuff in the gym. And I real fast said, real quick, name a Kansas City wide receiver. And they went, oh, uh, 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 uh. Every once in a while, I got a Sky Moore. Every once in a while, I got a Juju who's not there anymore. He's with New England. That could be a problem. And without Kelsey, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. These are the people they're going to be depending on. I'm not saying they can't get it done. Yeah, that's true. Mahomes is still running things back there. I'm not saying they can't get it done. I'm not saying come over here and, and, and pick at my house if Kansas City wins the game. All I'm saying is I think they're going to be – it's going to be a tough one. 
it's going to be a tough one. Not so yeah. much because Detroit's defense is so much better, but because Kansas City's offense will definitely be challenged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm interested to see that also because again, so often the interplay between Kelsey and Mahomes on plays right. and when they break down, you know what I mean? Um I'm not sure what's going on. Bear with me a second. I'm getting this message from Zoom saying I'm signed out. I don't think that I am. Okay. All right. Um Oh, I think I know what happened. Okay, so as I was saying, I don't, you know, that interplay, that dance between Kelsey and Mahomes is something that is just almost instinctual between those two now. You know, so now you got to run the play. You got to read, you got to hit the open man. You don't want to be messing around too much, rolling, rolling around, uh, especially this early. And like you said, Aiden Hutchinson will run his butt down. <laughs> he He is somewhat of a force. And I got to give it to him. So, but he was there last year also when they were getting waxed and they were getting, you know, uh, beat up. And he's one man. So um, I don't know how much they've improved their defense. Um, so you like the Lions, and we will leave it at that. Let's go on, Benny. How about the Panthers at the Falcons? Mm. Mm. And again, Interesting matchup. I'm listening to you so often, so much because I have not picked an intriguing game of the week yet. Okay. So I'm still sort of looking at one. Now, first of all, Bryce, the um, what's Bryce's last name? Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Yeah. When I looked at the quarterbacks, he is he is like the smallest quarterback in the league. <laughs> the smallest. I think he's like 5'10", 180. So, yeah, he's, um, he's a small guy. He's a small guy. And, and what we saw with Tua was that those defensive linemen, they're so strong that when they get their hands on you and they do that spin slam thing that they like that they do, I think, think they call it the shark twirl or something, but that's what they were doing with Tua. They were spinning and slamming his butt down on the ground and he didn't know how to fall. So his jujitsu, supposedly, you know, we know about the jujitsu. We talked about that a while back. Bryce, Bryce, however, makes very quick decisions. He gets rid of the ball. He's he's a nifty little guy, you know, and it's just saying he's smarter than the average, you know, uh, rookie. So, you know, that's what he's going to have to depend on to survive. Ben, down there in Falcon land, I believe that they're going wild. <laughs> going wild? On our Facebook page. The Falcons have Kaduro Kaduro Patterson, right? Yes. On their depth chart, they have established oh. a new position. You heard it? Yeah, now I know what you mean by wild. <laughs> <laughs> so now that they, they, they've gone beyond the guard, wide receiver, running back, they now have a position called Joker, and that's where they have Kaduro Patterson at. <laughs> So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what do you like here with the Panthers versus the Falcons? Well, first of all, first of all, I like the explanation the coach gave. I don't remember everything he said, but the, the thing about the Joker is he didn't want to name Cordero Patterson as the third string running back. He thought that would be a little disrespectful to Cordero 
after the numbers that he's put up over the last couple of seasons and his part in helping the Falcons be a very highly ranked rushing team in the NFL. So I respect that. Not to mention that the guy's also a kick returner. The guy can also line up at wide receiver. So, yeah, okay. Let's call him the Joker. I love it. But um, we're looking at uh, a second-year quarterback in Desmond Ritter, who's only got about four or five starts under his belt, and a brand spanking new, although very highly drafted, uh, rookie quarterback for the Panthers in Bryce Young. Bryce Young scares me when those big linemen get around him. I'm telling you, this guy's really small. He's very slight. It's not even about his height. It's about his little skinny arms and little skinny legs, you know. But I do believe that uh, the Panthers have a little bit more on defense than the Falcons do. And I do believe that Ritter's got a long way to go to become a really good quarterback. Uh, I do have to respect the Falcons run game, though. And they did take a running back in the first round, even in these days of the devaluation of the running back. They got B. John Robinson, another guy that I cannot wait to see on an NFL field. That being said, ooh, this is a tough one. Jeez and crackers. <laughs> Bijan, you know, Bijan's already, you talk about the money made outside of the, the game. Oh, uh, yeah. Outside of the NFL. Bijan's already got commercials. <laughs> Absolutely. Bijan Mustard, are you kidding me? <laughs> Not even no, he's got something else going on where he's he's talking. I saw like, that. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it was, but but people are loving it. Yeah, it's gone, it's gone viral. Whatever it is, yeah. I haven't had time to really focus in, but he's talking and it's going viral. <laughs> so that's a great thing. So I tell you what, I'm gonna go with the Falcons on this. Number one, because they're at home, number two, because they got Bijan, and I love me some running backs. And I especially love me some first-round running backs, a la Saquon Barkley. So let's go with Bijan and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to take them to win this game. All right, so let me just add this to it. Who's the coach of the Panthers? Oh, um, Wilkes. Steve Wilkes? No, it's no. not Wilkes. Former it's, Eagle, uh... right? Oh, I'm sorry, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Now I got names in my head. Frank Wright. Frank Wright. And the, and the coach for the Falcons? Arthur Smith? Yeah, he got the real, the plainest name in the world. <laughs> yeah. Frank Wright. Who do you like better? As a head coach? Yeah. Or as an offensive mind, defensive mind? Well, you know, we can always do the, the coordinator thing. You know, we, we did that already. Right. I, I, I got a lot of respect for Frank Reich. I really do. I can't say that I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, things didn't work out for him in Indianapolis, but a lot of stuff's not working out so well in Indianapolis right now. So, because they got kind of a nitwit for an owner. But uh, I like Frank Reich. Okay. Okay. So you, you would take Frank Reich over Arthur Smith? Eh, if I had my brothers. Huh? If I had my druthers. Had your druthers. Okay. All right. Just want to know. Just want to know. There we go. So you're taking the, the Panthers. No, I'm taking the Falcons. You're taking the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. So you, you give you give right the, the, the coaching. Yeah. Kudos, but you take the Falcons anyway. Yeah, the coaches don't play. 
<laughs> hey, coach. That's the brain trust. All right. He does, he does, let me tell you, they do have some weapons though down there in Atlanta, man. I'm telling you. You know, they got they got a what 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 their one receiver is what six four, six Drake, five. They got Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And we got Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts is from Philly. And uh that's those are the guys that they're dependent on quite a bit. And then they added um the running back. So I mean that's a powerful Tyler Algier. They got Tyler Algier, but I'm talking right. Yeah, and they ran the ball extremely well, which means they got a good road grading offensive line. That's why I'm picking them to win this game. All right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Battle of Ohio in Week One, Benny. The Cincinnati Bengals travel all the way down to Cleveland <laughs> to meet with the Browns. We have Deshaun finally getting an opportunity to play with a regular. Preseason and all of that. So he's been there now. No, it's not new with Cleveland with him. There's a question about Joe Burrow. His uh, what was that? His calf muscle. Yeah. So there's a question as to whether he's going to play, even though he said he would be ready. He is one of those. I'll be ready. However, X Y Z and double right. <laughs> double K. Um, so we don't know about about that. Um, so what do you got on Cincinnati versus Cleveland? Well, I, I've been pretty clear. And if I haven't, let me make sure that I am very clear. Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are the class of the AFC this year. That being said, I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win this game. I believe Joe Burrow will be ready to go. He said he felt he would be ready. Obviously, they're going to put him through a little uh, pregame stuff to see how he's moving. Because calf muscles can be tricky. They might feel good, and then all of a sudden you make a certain move, and boom, tweak it again. But I think he's going to be ready to go. I think they handled the situation very, very well. Shut him down in the preseason, gave him lots of treatment and all that stuff. It will be interesting to see how the Browns look, to see how Deshaun Watson looks after being around his teammates for an entire offseason and an entire preseason uh, OTAs camp and all that stuff. Uh, I'll be interested to see if Nick Chubb continues his dominance in the ground game. And I expect to see a lot more out of Amari Cooper this year. Um, but I don't think the Browns defense, although they should be improved, are going to be enough to stand up to Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and all that crew. And I also, talk about and maybe I will do a segment about this later on because I'm really interested in this since there's been this whole talk of devaluation of the running backs running backs who contribute in the passing game okay Joe Mixon will be one of those guys oh, yeah. another big plus for the Bengals so I'm going to go with the Bengals in this game okay 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 now the Browns on one defensive end they have What's his name? The guy? Uh, Garrett. Uh, right. Okay. Jason Garrett? Yeah. No, uh, Jason Garrett used to coach the Cowboys. <laughs> no. That's I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. You know who I mean. It'll come to me in a minute. But they yeah. got another guy on the other end, didn't they? I don't know. Did they sound cl sign Clowney? Clowney's been on every team the dog on lead. Every year, Clowney comes into the season with no team. And somebody signs him late in camp 
This guy's got it all. Talk about the best job in the league. This guy doesn't go through any training camps. He just sits around and waits for somebody that needs a D lineman and then signs. I read about Clowney's, um, and I forget who it said it, but they said he's not a great defensive end, but he's a great athlete. Yeah. And so basically that's why he keeps getting these opportunities. He's just so athletic. But like you say, oh no, he's on the radio. He's athletic now. for like two and a half games. And then he's hurt. Then he gets hurt. Yeah. Well, and he's, he gets he's hurt with the Ravens so. now. Okay. Okay. I, I gotta get get this uh get these personnel uh, together here because I'm telling you, uh so many changes now. But okay, you're going with the Bengals, gets the Browns, and you like the Bengals. Yes. Okay. Ah, speaking of different connections, Jacksonville Jaguars at Indianapolis Colts. Now, you have the Jaguars going deep into the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, pretty deep. The Colts got a rookie quarterback, a crazy owner, and a Yes. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yes, for the <laughs> yeah. for the Browns. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, okay, you know, hey, look, what can I tell you? It's early in the morning as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's actually late. But, yeah, so we got the Jaguars at the Colts. Um, we have a rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, who just for the Colts, who, who's, you know, they're, they're – his, did his coach just compare him to Cam Newton or somebody like that? think he did. Uh, that's Cam not Newton. a terrible comparison, although I believe Richardson's faster than Cam was. Yeah, the, the 40 time was definitely better um, than, than Cam's 40 time. Size-wise, though, they're pretty comparable. About the same. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. a big kid. Probably the biggest thing that I thought about was just the experience factor of Cam college career versus um, Anthony Richardson's college career. Oh, big difference. <laughs> even even I know that. <laughs> even I know that. So that was probably the biggest difference. Um and, and pass as a passer, I don't I'm not sure. We'll have to see, you know, if he if he's as good a passer, at least as good as Cam. He better be at least as good as Cam, because Cam was not considered the greatest passer in the world, even though he's had some great passes. He's done some great things there. So we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, coming up from Jacksonville to Indianapolis, um, I don't know where it's hotter at right now, Florida <laughs> or, or Indiana. Um, but, it, they, you know, the whole this whole heat thing is just uh, crazy right now across the United States. So who do you got on this one? Okay. First of all, talking about guys I can't wait to see, man, I, I, I'm telling you. I, this early season, I'm going to be dialed in because almost every team has a player that I cannot wait to witness. A lot of rookies and a lot of second-year dudes that are getting big opportunities. Uh, Anthony Richardson will be one of the guys I'll be looking to see. Um, it's a shame we won't get to see Jonathan Taylor, uh, who's on the pup list. That's a whole story unto itself. Um, but I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love me some Dougie P. I love me some Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Travis Etienne, second year off of his uh, ACL. 
And um, they got a rookie backup at a running back position. Uh, Tyler Bigsby, I believe his name is. The Jags are going to be pretty interesting. And I'm looking to see how much they've improved their defense. So, yeah, I think Jags are going to go in there and take care of business. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Richardson, at quarterback, I think the differential is, is pretty pretty evident in terms of, you know, just experience and everything. And uh, I hope they don't make Anthony Richardson do too much running. I don't want him to turn into, you know, um, what they did with um, my man up over in Chicago, <laughs> you know, in leading the league in rush and running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, feels so. Although, yeah, although I must admit, he was pretty impressive. He's, yeah, he is impressive as a runner. You know what I but mean? You, you can't go your whole career that like that. What's that old saying? The saying we we, we quote. I know a lot, a lot of, of great running, running quarterbacks, running backs, but not a lot of great old ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't even make that one up. Some somebody much wiser than me saw that. All right. Buccaneers, Tampa Bay at Minnesota Vikings. Two quarterbacks that uh, I think. Uh, are, <laughs> Go ahead, say it. They get a get a get a, a, a ample amount of disrespect, I believe. Uh, Baker, one deservedly so, and one uh, not so deservedly so. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, you got the Buccaneers, uh, that defense, I'm not sure where their defense is right now, but we know that Minnesota was, again, one of those teams that could score, but they gave up a lot of points. And I believe that they had, like, one of those great records where they were actually net point losers, <laughs> but they had a great record. Part of that is where you give up a lot of points in one game, and then so your net points are, or what, what's the word that we were used, skewed? Skewed. The skew <laughs> kicked in a bit. But um, long story short, Minnesota went a long way last year, and the Buccaneers uh, finally decided between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Oh, my goodness. What a competition that wasn't. So uh, <laughs> what do you, what It may do you not be to... over. Huh? It may not be over. It may not be over. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Baker stumps his toe. They'll probably put Trask in in a second. Oh, my God. Tampa Bay versus the Vikings. Who you got? I got to go with the Vikings on this. I, I can't. I just I can't, <laughs> can't get my arms around Baker Mayfield, and I'm sorry. I like what he did with the Rams last year. I really do. Not that it was so great, but it look, he looked competent after looking so bad when he was in Cleveland. So I tried to give him some credit for that. And I understand what the Buccaneers are trying to do by bringing him in, because although Kyle Trask had been on the team for a while, he had never had the opportunity to really show his stuff because he's playing behind Tom Brady. I mean, what the heck? You know what I mean? But I got a funny feeling that they won't hesitate if Baker doesn't get it done. Uh, Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's still got Justin Jefferson. They picked up another guy, a young kid named Addison, who should play very well on the other side away from Jefferson. 
They got themselves an interesting tight end to look at. His last name is Laporta. I believe he's another tight end out of Iowa, where TJ Hawkinson came from. Um, and we get to see Alexander Madison carry the full load now that Dalvin Cook is not there. So again, I'm dying to see how Madison does with 20, between 20 and 25 carries. I know he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So Minnesota should be uh, pretty good on, on offense. Defensively, the once proud Buccaneer defense, I don't want to say is a is a shell of itself, but it's it's nowhere near what it where it, what it used to be. Um, again, uh, you could probably tell me a little bit better after looking at the final rankings from last year, but I think the Vikings defense won't be as hard pressed to stop Baker as the Buccaneers defense will be hard pressed to stop the Minnesota offense. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, you you asked the question here. And actually, to be quite honest with you, Bass, based on last year's numbers, Benny. They weren't last, terrible. Well, again, that was last year. Right. And the, the Vikings, I mean, the Tampa Bay defense wasn't great last year. Um, but the the Vikings are only were only 1.6. Uh, by a score favorites <laughs> based on last year's numbers. Mm. So the question, as I always say, is, you know, who did better in the offseason? And that's what we'll have to find out. All right, let's see here. You're, so you're going with the Vikings. Correct. Kirk Cousins. Amazing. Tennessee Titans at New Orleans Saints. Well, I kind of know where you're going to go with this, but I'm just going to let you carry the the load on this one. <laughs> you think you know where I'm going with this? I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Tennessee Titans. Oh, boy. How long can Tannehill hang in there? I don't know. Somewhere along the line, I think we're going to end up seeing either Will Levis or Malik Willis. But – the season's just starting, so we're going to go with Tannehill and Derrick Henry and see where the chips fall. Um, D-Hop is there. That's a big plus for the Titans. On the other side, they got a young guy coming along, Traylon Burks. So we'll see if Tannehill can make the connection with those guys. Um, Titans are not dead yet. Their defense is decent. But I like what the New Orleans did over the offseason. I like the addition of Derek Carr, a quarterback who, uh, like we talked about some other guys, kind of like a Kirk Cousins, just didn't seem to me like he was the right fit in Vegas. Um, I like Derek Carr. I really do. I think the Saints are going to be much better fit for him. Um, I think he's going to do better with that coach. I think he's going to do better with the, the players around him, the weapons around him. Guy I'm dying to see, can't guard Mike, Michael Thomas, finally back from a multitude of injuries. Finally. Finally. He had an ankle, he had a knee, he had a wrist, he had all kind of stuff going on. Now I believe he's 100%, so I want to see. This guy was, when it came to short intermediate routes, his Twitter handle was can't guard Mike, and it was true. 
he couldn't be touched. So um, Mike is there. Also, we got Olave going. Uh, so the passing game should be nice. I think Carr is going to be very happy working with those guys. Alvin Kamara is out on the suspension. I believe he has to serve like three games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has to serve three games suspension. However, Jamal Williams has come over to the Saints from the Detroit Lions. And if I'm not mistaken, Jamal Williams scored double-digit touchdowns last year. He's a short yardage marvel. So he'll be starting those first three games. I like the Saints. Jamal Williams is a, a Japanese anime fan. Yes, he is. He walks around Crazy all about that stuff, hanging off his belt. <laughs> He's a character. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they were asking about how he liked in New Orleans, and they asked him how he liked beignets, because, you know, people are, I hope I'm saying it right, beignet or beignet. He's like, oh, that's a funnel cake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Funnel cake, what? And and they did not like that, you know. No, <laughs> they did not like that, you know. Not at all, not at all. But he's he's hilarious. Um, and you're right. He he brings. He's a he's a powerful runner, you know. Yes. Also, so he's going to continue to bring you know to bring that with him. So you like the Saints over the Titans? Yep. I can I can understand it. I can understand it as the song goes. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Intriguing game candidate. Yeah, I never do my team. You know that. I know, I know. For San me, Francisco 49ers at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ben, this is a one o'clock game, I believe. Okay. They travel from the West Coast to the East Coast, I believe. Uh-oh. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> uh -oh. And the Steelers look great in the preseason. <laughs> My Niners look pretty good, but like I said, you know, the Niners have to play within themselves. You know, they they can't yeah. be somebody they're not. Um, we're still finding out who, you know, who the Steelers are, you know, with Kenny the fake slide guy, wicked wicked <laughs> picket. <laughs> He's got a pickings to throw to. He's got a, a tight end who in my Madden game was a pain in the butt. He was constantly getting open. Yeah, yeah, and their running back is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, wow, this yeah. is a tough one. This so, is I mean, we got well, our our defense now. I'm gonna tell you, I'll be quite honest with you. First of all, my offensive line in Madden, other than our our left defensive tackle who was rated a 99, right? Everybody else is in the low 70s. We don't really have a you know, a dominating offensive line according to the ratings. I'm sorry, it's Teresa. Yes, baby. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, baby. What's up? Okay. No. Okay. All right. She didn't say nothing about no packages outside of my condition. Okay. We're in the middle of doing the show. Thanks. No, no, no. It's no problem. We paused it. Okay. All right, baby. All right. Bye-bye. Sorry about that. She had to go to the doctor today, but she's cool. Yeah, all right. Yep. Okay. 
so as I was saying, um, yeah, our, our offensive line is not highly rated. Mm. And our cornerbacks, uh, save for one or two, are, are also not highly rated. But they play well as a team. We, yes. we have an amazing middle linebacker. Our, our rush is better and now, especially after we 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 stole that in inside rush guy from the Eagles, Jason Hargrove. Hargrove. Yeah, yeah, you know. So um, the 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 front seven, uh, especially I'll say the front six can be really tough. So, um, but then again, on the Steelers side, you know, you got a defensive end, you know, who's uh who's mashing people a little tough to run to that side i know tj yeah so uh i'll let you i'll let you throw it out there but this this uh, this is close <laughs> man this is uh, i'm not feeling feel great about this trip sir. i huh? feel your trepidation and i understand believe me i i do understand i love me some 49ers but i tell you what it's the first game of the regular season. They got to make the travel from the West Coast to the East Coast and play the early game, which a lot of people don't believe in that, but I do. Uh, also, Mr. Purdy has got, not gotten the number of reps under his belt that you would like your uh, number one quarterback to have. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, like you said, have looked pretty good in the preseason. Mr. Pickens throwing the ball well. Pickens is catching the ball well. Deontay Johnson is about to take another step up. Najee Harris is 100%. And he's got a backup behind him that showed he can get the job done. Uh, Jalen Warren is his backup. That looks like it might evolve into a nice one-two punch. Also, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense looks young and frisky. I'm going to go out on a limb on this one. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to pick the Steelers to win this game. At home, much to the delight of the Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Ah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was just a, a bit much in terms of all the quarterback drama, you know, um, going into this. And like you said, whether or not Purdy has gotten enough reps, that's going to be a question. Uh, of course, Bosa probably will play you, you know he doesn't really need didn't need much of a preseason oh he's going to play he's definitely you know? going to play so you know he'll be there um but i mean let me see here the uh last year the steelers didn't score well they were 26 in scoring out of 32 308 points and they they were but they were 10th out of 32 in terms of points against so you know defensively they're going to be a challenge. And so that's kind of why I, you know, I kind of can understand why you're saying that. But all I can say beyond that is go Niners. <laughs> Niners, get them. Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. First off, let me give kudos. I, I saw a posted on, on social media and you got to give kudos to the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're the first team in history to have a, a completely black quarterback room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. First team in history to do that. You got the Texans with my former defensive coordinator, now head coach down there, putting it all together. 
He's got a rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, coming out of Ohio State, who's I think maybe has sent one great quarterback to the NFL, and that's about it. So we have to <laughs> see. You know, I, I like C.J. I thought I would have probably taken him as opposed to Bryce Young first if if I had my druthers. However, I agree. Again, you know, these guys, uh, you know, they're throwing to the, the best of the best in terms of their receiver within a team that's better than most of the teams that they're playing. So then he goes to the, one of the worst teams in the league. And so now he's got to adjust to that with a new head coach and a lot of new coordinators and everything. The Baltimore Ravens, however, bring back Lamar Jackson. He's happy as a lark in Willow Grove Park with the uh, contract he just got when he gave his mother like eight mil. <laughs> yeah, mom, wow. here's your agent's fee. Not exactly the 3%, but <clears throat> here you go. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's complaining. Yeah, uh, she's like, hey, what's the You know, so they're happy. Um, and they have a new offensive coordinator who's supposed to uh, help with the passing game. Yeah. Lamar is looking to become a 6,000-yard passer. <laughs> so Those are like his that. words, right? I believe so. <laughs> Pretty close to it. <laughs> Lofty goals. Lofty goals, you know. So, um, and, and if, if, again, we all know as, as that ultimate weapon, kind of like Mike Vick was, if he develops a, a serious passing attack, you know, and, and with his legs as a backup plan, he could be hard to stop. That could be a tough team to deal with. So who do you have in this matchup? And they're okay, in so Baltimore, much less. Yes, the game is in Baltimore. Uh, by the way, Baltimore sports fans don't usually have a whole heck of a lot to, to rave about. They certainly haven't had a lot to rave about since uh, probably the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed days. But right now, the stinking Baltimore Orioles are rocking baseball right now. So the Baltimore fans are going bananas. So the Ravens are looking good. People are very interested in seeing, because we haven't really seen this, this new offense yet, uh, and how Lamar adapts to it. He seems to be loving it. Every interview, like you said, he's happy as a lark at Willow Grove Park. That's an old commercial, ain't it? He's uh. Most people probably don't know what the heck is a Willow Grove Park. I know people. <laughs> Unless you're from the Philly area, it was the amusement park to go to when we were right. young. Right, where, where the mall is now. Where the mall is now, <laughs> where they used to have the, uh, what was it, the, the mouse? What was that thing called? They had the mouse and they had the uh, the, the Thunderbolt. Yeah, where the mouse was the one where you ride around the rickety tracks and be leaning. <laughs> See, like, it was, it was falling apart. It was real scary. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see this Ravens offense. I'm going to be looking to see how many passing attempts Lamar has. Now, it's going to be a little tricky. Uh, probably, probably get a better look at this offense once they play a, a team that's going to be a bit more challenging defensively than the Texans will be. But because uh, I think they'll be able to control the ball on the ground pretty well. J.K. Dobbins is back. He looks healthy. Gus Edwards looks healthy. So we may not have to see Lamar on the ground very much, although I'm sure he's going to have his few running attempts. Um, also, can't wait to see C.J. Stroud in his first 
regular season NFL game. He looked pretty impressive in the preseason, if you ask me. I like okay. the way he looked. I think we were both correct when we leaned toward him over Bryce Young as being the number one pick when we did our uh, 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 our draft uh, video back those couple of months ago, whenever the heck the draft was. Seems like it was forever ago. But anyway, I like C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to be a quality NFL quarterback. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to carry this offense, but I believe the Texans, this will be their first year starting to track upward because of C.J. Stroud. That being said, got to go with the Ravens on this one. Yeah, I expect the Ravens to be able to get, take care of this thing week one. And again, let me remind everyone, we do call the first, what, four games of the regular season, the second preseason? Right. So, you know, some of these teams played their quarterbacks, the starters, a lot. Some didn't. Um, and when we say a lot, we're talking about like a full quarter or a full half. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Which ain't really a lot. So. Ain't really a lot. So either yeah. way, no one's got a lot of runs, so. There will be some coordinating going on in its first few games here. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of <laughs> coordinating, the Arizona Cardinals at the Washington Commanders. It's funny. Um, our friend Mark Coles, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm give a shout out to Mark Coles um, and his, and his uh, podcast which will come to me in a minute. But he said it looks as if the Cardinals basically are tanking right off the bat. <laughs> Let's come out and tank. Let's get a quarterback who's never played a snap and start him in game one <laughs> with us. <laughs> Let's cut Colt McCoy, who's been here all last year and backed up Kyler Murray, <laughs> put him on the practice squad. <laughs> Classic tank moves. Classic tank moves. Um, and they were already pretty much everyone had already had, had them pegged as the, the last ranked team in the NFL. Um, I will I will give them a little bit of kudos because they, they cut my boy Corey Clement, but then they put him on the practice squad. So uh I've had some conversations with uh some of his family. I'd say it was gonna be I said, I could see them now trying to tank. They go down and say, well, let's put this guy from the practice squad in. Let's put this Corey Clement guy in there. And then Corey comes in and starts running wild. And they be like, uh, let's take him out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you well, know, I love to see that happen. Um, it's a shame because Connor is a quality running back. And I, I don't know what his fate is going to be. You know, on a team that's tanking, we're going to have to come up with a a, 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 a nice uh, way of saying tanking for Caleb or tanking for Shador. I don't know yet, but that's that's another story. But it anyway, is another story. But um, it, it's funny that you when you say Caleb, because his father has already said if he don't like the pick, he'll just stay another year. I didn't realize he was a junior. Yes. And he has yes. another year of eligibility. Yes. Whereas opposed to Shador, where they might go, you know, we're going to take Shador. And, and, you know, and dad says, take that contract, son. Take that. <laughs> You'll get that contract. Hey. First quarterback pick, you know. 
It'll we'll be interesting. The rest of it later. But um, and then we had so we and we have a new coach, the former Philadelphia Eagle coordinator, with for the Cardinals now coming in, um, into that uh, situation. <laughs> not like a new coach with a tanking, <laughs> they're trying to tank. And I'm not saying they're trying to. I'm saying they've been accused of tanking. I'm gonna let me say that right now. I don't know if they're. Yeah, but the Cole McCoy thing was a classic tank move, though. It, it was. It was. I mean, that's all the indications. The the indications are there. Let's let me put it that way. Right. There's, there's a this. It's suspect. <laughs> we have suspicions <laughs> about the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and then Washington, you have the Commanders now with with. Uh, the new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, you know, and whether or not they've been able to get their thing together, they were having some problems with the Eric Bieniemy way. The Dow of Eric Bieniemy was pissing a few of them off, or at least upsetting them. They had to go talk to the head coach, like, oh, "Coach, not, what's going on here?" You know, this guy just called me a. Bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> so he he used worse worse language than they use on Hard Knocks. Jamie could. You know, after you told me that thing about Hard Knocks, I had watched the first couple episodes, and you got to remember, I coach flag football, so I'm around guys that are the same age as these NFL guys, all in their 20s, early 30s, so I'm kind of like, I hate to say it, but I'm a little more used to hearing that language a lot, but their defensive coordinator. He's he's out of pocket, man. He sounds he he really sounds like he's doing it on purpose. Really, and we're talking we're talking about the F word. He's going he's way out of pocket. Mm. I'm like, dude, you're trying too hard. That's that's crazy. But so I see what you were saying. But, uh, and I heard I, I've heard it mentioned already in the media. So yeah, it has been recognized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Taylor threw it's, that out one time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you a know? lot. It, it is a lot. So um, we talked about Eric Bieniemy and his and, and his time to to shine without the shadow of Andy Reid over top of him, mm-hmm. you know, as a potential uh head coach. So here he is with the Washington Commanders now, and the commanders decided to keep at quarterback. Um, I'll let you pick it up from here because you got all the Fantasy guys. Mr. Sam Howell, who I'm actually on my, how many teams did I say have like 43 fantasy teams? Something like that. I think I'm starting Sam Howell on like two of them. Okay. Just because of this matchup. Because that's important. Matchups are very important when you decide who you're starting in fantasy. And this looks like a juicy matchup for Sam Howell. It also looks like a very juicy matchup for the commanders. They're at home. They got a new offensive coordinator. After the original talk about uh, the way that he was communicating with some of his players, that has now died down to less than a whisper. I haven't had heard another peep out of him about that. I think everything's going on just fine there with that offense. It'll be very interesting to see what he does with the players there because the players on that offense are basically the same players. But now we got a different guy running the show. So it'll be interesting to see how more efficient this offense has become. Uh, on the other side of the coin, the Arizona Cardinals got a lot of bad karma, man. A lot of bad karma. That's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah, the whole Kyler Murray thing last year. 
from the instead of looking at film, he's gaming and then the injuries and then he takes them off his social media. Then he's injured. Then he might play this year. Now the, the tank thing and they get rid of Colt McCoy. And now they're saying Kyler Murray probably won't play at all this season. And now the starting quarterback, maybe Joshua Dobbs. Not that I don't like Joshua Dobbs, but my goodness, you're going to bring a backup from the Cleveland Browns over to be your starting quarterback? I don't know. And on top of all that, for you Eagle fans out there, we got the head coach, Mr. Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, who a lot of people are looking at side-eyed because during Super Bowl week, this guy's out kissing up to the Cardinals to get that head coach job instead of worrying about his team in the Super Bowl. So that's a lot of bad karma going on with the Cardinals, man. I'm going to take the commanders in this one without a second thought. Out a second thought, eh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't give you any second thoughts on this. One. <laughs> Classic matchup. Green Bay Packers going into Chicago to visit the Bears. We talked about Fields running this year. He wants this year season. He wants to throw that ball like Lamar, you know, or like we're expecting Lamar to do. He wants to, you know, improve his passing uh, numbers and, and get more in balance. And we got love coming out of the Packers. Now, Benny, I hate to say this, but you did declare him a bust at one point. I knew you remembered that. Oh, I knew you would remember that. Oh, and Trey, you, you Trey also. Yeah, well, you know. I'm, I'm sticking with Trey. <laughs> the Cowboys is the worst place for him to go. It could be because I had no clue why they would even think about taking Cooper Rush and putting anybody ahead of him. But that's talk a about, story. We'll, we'll wait till we get yeah, to Yeah, talk about game. bad luck for a player, man. Talk that about guy. that. But we got the Packers. We got some really good players with the Packers. I mean, you know, oh, I don't think he has Christian this week, though. I think he's hurt. Oh, I'm going to have to double check that. Got him on a couple fantasy teams. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to look at that before yeah, they I play. Think, I, I, I'll double Christian check Watson, Christian Watson, after having a pretty dubious start to his career with Aaron Rodgers, turned himself into quite a playmaker. So I think Jordan Love and Christian Watson are going to be a really great combination for the next bunch of years coming up. Got to give Jordan Love credit. I called this guy a bust. I shouldn't have done it. It's just he really didn't show me much in the preseason games. But again, just like Kyle Trask, when you're playing behind a superstar quarterback, a sure Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers is, you just aren't going to have the ability to show anything. You're never going to get in the regular season game. And, you know, just like Brady, Aaron Rodgers hardly ever got hurt. So we never got a good look at Jordan Love. But this preseason, Jordan Love impressed me a bit. I think he's going to be okay. Green Bay seems to love him. The fans love him. The coaching staff loves him. Mike LaFleur, I'm sure, loves him because he ain't Aaron Rodgers. Not that he didn't love Aaron Rodgers as a player, but <laughs> Jordan Love's not going to give him no Aaron Rodgers flat. Okay. Right. He's going to get his plays called and he's going to get his plays run. So I must say this, though this is a big rivalry. The fans at 
they probably don't call it Soldier Field anymore, but I'm still calling it Soldier Field. In Chicago, those fans are going to be going bananas because they hate the Green Bay Packers. They especially hated them when Rodgers was there. But now that he's gone, doesn't change a thing. They want to beat the Green Bay Packers in the worst way. And this may be an early opportunity. Fields is going to have to prove that he can throw the ball with efficiency, though. And I know that uh, the coaching staff has been working on that, just like they have been in Baltimore, trying to get more of a passing game going. Uh, they got DJ Moore away from the Panthers. He's now the number one receiver over there. They still have Darnell Moody. Um, I think they got a tight end from someplace and a couple other guys whose names escape me right now. Their offense will be improved. Whether it will be improved enough to beat the Packers, I don't know. I think Green Bay's defense is better, though, so I'm going to go with the team with the better defense. It's not a long travel for Green Bay. that They can darn near do that on a bus. Uh, they probably won't, but I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. So even with – they're saying Christian Watson misses practice with a hamstring. Ah, hamstring's not good. Hamstring's not good. Uh, Romeo Dobbs. He's hurt too. So above and even with all that, you think that the, the Packers can get the job done. Yep. With their first year starting quarterback. Yep. People okay. looked at me funny in fantasy. <laughs> I picked a guy named Jaden Reed. Watch the Packers. Look for Jaden Reed. R-E-E-D or R-E-I-D? R-E-E-D. Reed. Okay. There he goes. All right. Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Two quarterbacks that we know pretty well. One, Mr. Garoppolo, former Niner. And one, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Danger Russ. The funny thing about Russell Wilson and and the things that the coach is saying about him. Did you hear the one about where he told him to stop trying to kiss babies? He's not a politician. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, one of the commentators said, if you were going to say that to Russ, why did you have to tell us? You didn't have to tell us that right. you said that to him. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I'm wondering, just in the back of my mind, how much being a commentator has impacted Sean Payton. That's a very interesting statement. I didn't think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He came right in early on and said uh, that that office that Russ had up on the same floor with the um, with the administrators that was going to go. He's like, yeah, yeah, forget about that office. We're shutting yeah, that down. Did he say something? It's over. The circus is over, or something like that. Oh, he, he's made a lot of crazy statements. He's man. made some statements. Not to mention the stuff he talked about, the Jets and all. So, yeah, I, I man, this is going to be a tough. Oh, and let's not forget, just for mentioning, say, what he said about the previous coaches. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that was crazy. Sean Payton going wild. <laughs> Sean Payton going wild. But I tell you what, until he shows me different, I still respect Sean Payton as a head coach. And I believe, I believe, until he shows me different, that he can turn this thing around. 
So, yeah, I'm going with Denver in this game. You're going with Denver? I'm going with Denver in this game. They're going to be home. The fans are still behind them. It's mile high. And the Raiders offense, I mean, I got to give him respect. Josh Jacobs is back, signed, got his money. It's not as much money as he wanted, but he's back. Led the league in rushing last year. They still got Devontae Adams, arguably one of the best receivers still in the league today. And Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's 100% healthy, which I don't think he'll ever be, but if he's at least 97% healthy, he'll be all right. So they're going to be dangerous. They're going to be dangerous, but the Broncos got dangerous. I'm going with the Broncos. Okay. I think there's some head issues that have to be addressed with the Broncos. Um, Yeah. And and to be quite honest, it's funny. The Raiders, their backup quarterback was so impressive um, during the preseason. Oh, yeah. He was killing. I started wondering if he was going to compete for the starting position. So Garoppolo can go down if he wants, but uh, he better watch out because they're back up there and his name's escaping me. Um, and 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 uh, with in Las Vegas showed a lot during the preseason. You know? Yeah, he, he was he was uh, efficient. He was scoring. He knew what he was doing. He didn't seem to have any. You know, it's not like they were feeding him. You know, easy plays or just keeping him in the basics. I mean, he just did everything fundamentally well. So, you know, and, and he might have been playing against backups to some degree, but he was firing their butt up like a like a a, a, a vet would. Sometimes mm-hmm. you bring the vets in in the preseason, he fires the little rookies up, and then he take them out the game. So uh, they didn't have to play Garoppolo a lot in the preseason. I don't know if that's going to impact Garoppolo's ability to connect with his team. You know, he might take some a, 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 a little bit to get coordinated also. We'll see. Yeah. Um, However, I got questions about the Broncos coming into this first game, Benny. So I don't yeah, know. I might, this might have to be an intriguing game where I have a bit of a, a disagreement. Or let's say I'm just not quite 100% with you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my take is not a strong one, but I got to pick somebody. So I'm going to pick them. You can uh, be like like my girl, um, Cynthia Freeland. Uh, is a 90, what, what did they say? Broncos will win. Based on 60% of the simulations. <laughs> oh, God. That's what she does. So it's like, okay, well, you said they're going to win, but then you, you know, you uh, um, fill in the piece about the 60% of the simulations, which meant 40% they, they lost. Yeah, that's that's not you great. Know? So it's hard to pin her down and say she was absolutely right or absolutely wrong on anything because she just does 10,000 simulations and tells you what the numbers come out with but i'll be quite honest i think most of the time she's right so i'm not gonna argue too much with her you're going with the broncos over the raiders i got question marks about that let's see who's up next oh my goodness the philadelphia eagles that's what bill cosby called philadelphia way back in the day at the new england patriots who finally has an offensive game. coordinator as an offensive coordinator. They actually did They actually did a little bit better last year offensively than when I looked at the numbers. I was like, oh, I didn't realize they did as good as they did numbers-wise, scoring-wise last year. I believe they were like number 10 in scoring or something like that. Yeah, they didn't stink. They didn't stink. No, they absolutely didn't. Um, 
And so this year it's Mac Jones. I'm not going to call him Mac and Cheese. He is Mac Jones, Benny. He's going <laughs> to okay. come in and he's going to have to deal with that Philadelphia Eagles. And they got some beast on that defensive line now. They <laughs> they just went down to where they go. Is it Georgia, Alabama? Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia just bring up a bunch of Georgia Bulldogs and, and set them, sick them on the Patriots and, and see what the Patriots can do. Jalen Hurts is Hurts is healthy and he's, you know, he should be happy. We shall see, you know, if, if he's gonna how much he's gonna run. But the, oh, I know what it was. Interestingly, and I didn't get a chance to check this out yet. I'm gonna try to check it out as I speak to you here real quick. But according to a report, the Eagles have four starting running backs. Oh my God. <laughs> they didn't list. Did they do the thing like uh the other team and put or in between everybody's name? That's that's I, I'm absolutely going to their depth chart right now just to see what exactly they decided to do here. They put all they four names in the first string box. I believe that's what they probably did. They have all they have the names. names. Let me see here. Here we go. Running back, running back, running back. They got all four names in the first string box. Oh, God. Kenneth Gainwell, Sean Penny, Boston Scott, and DeAndre Swift all in the number one position at running back. All right. Let, let, let me help you out. Okay? <laughs> Eagle fans, if you're a true Eagles fan, you already know what the pecking order is going to be. And I'll tell you what I think it should be, and we can argue about it if you want to. I think Kenneth Gainwell is going to be the starting running back. Really? He's, he's at least going to start the game. I think they'll come back with DeAndre Swift after that. Then you'll see Rashad Penny, and then you'll see Boston Scott in that order. So when you say in that order, do you think you're going to see all four of them in, in the starting game, the first game? It, it, it's possible you see all four of them in the game. Probably not this game because the Patriots' defense is not going to be easy. The Patriots' defense hasn't been easy in a while. <laughs> right. The Patriots' defense has been pretty good, and I, I expect them to continue to be a threat. So, uh, yeah, not in this game. Uh, of course, Boston Scott will play when they play the Giants since they call him the Giant Killer. But anyway, they really want to see what they have in Rashad Penny, and I'm sure that they have in mind that Swift – has had some injuries, so you don't want to give him the full load. Uh, also, Swift is pretty good out of the backfield catching passes. These guys are all going to have uh, their own little niche, and it's going to be up to the offensive coordinator, the new offensive coordinator, by the way. He was the old quarterback coach who's now running the offense. It's going to be up to him to sort this out week by week and make sure – that the proper guys are in the game at the proper times and are being used to their strengths. It's a it's a good problem to have, if you want to call it a problem. It's a great problem to have, actually, when you got four guys that can be impactful in your offense in all different kinds of ways. Um, 
But yeah, I, no matter how good New England's defense is, and they're going to be home, and it's going to be a challenge. But I got to pick the Eagles to win this game. I'm wondering if they should go ahead and put Hurts in there with the rest of the running backs. Also, <laughs> the true <laughs> starting running. Back. The, the the thing about him is that he'll have more touchdowns than most of them just from getting pushed into the end zone. <laughs> so yeah, every the time they play, get close, I'm looking for the push play. For more than just the Eagles this year, Benny. Let me You're say definitely that. definitely going to see I that. think you know, you know how much of a copycat league this is. Absolutely. And I believe Sean, um, um, for the Broncos. Um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton has already said, well, if they're not going to outlaw, then we'll just do the same thing. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> they'll be pushing Russ into the end zone like they're pushing Hurts. That's going to be everybody's go-to play when they're at the one-yard line. <laughs> Why not? You know, you better believe if the Colts get anywhere near the goal line, Anthony Richardson's going in. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, that could be a whole nother thing. But, Benny, let me just let me just list this because this is a list of names. This is the, the starting defense for the Eagles. Right. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, Christian Ellis, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Terrell Edmonds, Justin Evans, and Reed Blankenship. Okay. Interesting group, especially along that defensive line. You know, that's a that's a pretty much a monster defensive line right there. There's one guy in there I keep thinking that you don't like, though, and I forget who it is. Is it Fletcher? Oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't like him. I think they made a mistake in not trading him when they had a chance. They could have got a boatload of picks for him and been even better. But you know what? I understand loyalty and all that. I get it. And it's not like his game went down that much. But while he was still good and just starting on the back on the downside, there's all kinds of picks they could have got for Fletcher Cox. Okay. Gotten a little younger. They're already younger. So his starting spot is slightly in jeopardy. Okay. 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 Well, you know, he's on the tail end. So, you know, he got another year or two out of the situation. That ain't bad. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We ain't mad at that at all. We ain't mad at that at all. All right. What do we have next? Oh, I'm sorry. Who are you going with? Eagles. Going with the Eagles week one. Oh, let me tell you, man, my 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 wife's nephew. Oh man, he was he's all up in my face, hyped about the Eagles. Oh gosh. Hyped. The hype was it's it's palpable. It was palpable. All right. Miami Dolphins, or as I call them, Niners East at the Los Angeles Chargers. So they're going from the East Coast to the West Coast to see the Chargers. <sighs> Herbert. Tua, Tink, I mean, um, Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, Speed, great receivers on the other end, another Rich Bosa. <laughs> Can you imagine being the Bosa family right now, having two sons whose contract totals over $300 million? Woo. Well, so we got the Kelsey family, the Bosa family, we had the Watt family, but J.J. retired. Right. 
Okay. Holy mackerel. The Diggs, and the Diggs all family, of them are rich. Right? I don't think they've they've hit the well, one Diggs did. The receiver, he got Oh the, yeah, the Diggs family. Yeah. They're coming up. He got the contract. So ah uh, yeah. Ah uh, yeah. So the Dolphins are going into LA to see the Chargers. Uh, this, what do you got on this? Another, this could be another intriguing game candidate. Uh Niners East, aka the track team, takes the trip out to the coast to the beautiful weather of Los. I was about to say San Diego, but Los Angeles, which probably isn't as beautiful as San Diego, but nonetheless, uh we have our first coach who pops into my mind as being on a possible, possible hot seat. Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, head coach, has got to do better this year. He's got to do better. This guy's an analytics fanatic, and it's let him take, it's let, it's taken over his life, it seems like. He's got to reel himself back in and stop messing up this offense. If I'm not mistaken, he's supposed to be uh, a defensive head coach. Um, but he's coming up against another boy genius uh, in Mr. McDaniel from the Dolphins, uh, who's who's got pretty good chops on the offense and has a lot of speed. Uh, the whole thing about the Dolphins is they will go as Tua Tungavailoa goes. If they can keep him healthy, keep him upright, they're going to be a handful, a handful with Tyreek and Waddle and Moster and all them other 4-3, 4-4 running backs they got. It's going to be really tough. It's going to be extremely tough. Um, there we go. Uh, yeah, this one's hard to call. Because the Chargers will be at home. Uh, Justin Herbert's got a lot to prove. Uh, this should be a good year for Eckler. It's a contract year for Eckler. And he was very outspoken about uh, the situation with running backs. So he's got a lot to prove. Keenan Allen's finally 100%. Mike Williams looks like he's 100%. And I'll be very interested to see how much playing time and what he does with it with their new rookie receiver, Quentin Johnston. I think the Chargers have enough to match up, not speed-wise, but to match up with the Miami offense. The difference will be the defenses. And I believe the Dolphins' defense is probably going to be ranked better, but I just got a feeling on this one. I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I'm going to take the charges in this game. I could be wrong on this one, but I just got a feeling. Well, um, I just read that that Waddle may be limited. Um, he's mm. not oblique. And again, big trip first week. Uh, probably not helping the Dolphins out at all. Right. So we shall see. Let's well, let's hope. Uh, for two a sake that uh Bosa doesn't get his hands on. <laughs> Let's hope for Tua's sake. Division. Division matchup in week one, the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. 
Rams coming off of a, a disappointing season following a, following their Super Bowl year. Seattle has uh, Geno Smith as the comeback player of the year with one of those teams that uh, showed some, some real surprise on the upside offensively but couldn't handle it defensively. Mm. Another one of those teams with a wide ranking differential between their top uh, offense and their, their bottom defense. But they brought some players in. Um, they brought, uh, what's his name, back from the Rams, right? The linebacker? Oh, yeah. Uh, ah, It'll come to you. It'll Everybody come to you also. Him. But long story short, he's yeah. back. Great player. Uh, and, and you know, but he he's a little a little long in the tooth, but not too too. He's still in, I think so. Um, but again, it's a division, and you know, we always label these division matchups as weird. And the Rams have to go into Seattle. So, what do you got for this one? Oh, I'm gonna tell you the truth. I, I'm not gonna quibble over this one too much. I don't expect a whole heck of a lot out of the Rams this year. They may prove me wrong as the season goes on, but I think they're going to struggle this year. I like Seattle in this game. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. Gino looked good. I don't see any reason why he won't come back and look good again. Uh, picked up the rookie receiver from Ohio State, Smith and Jigba, and Jigba uh, to go along with Tyler Lockett and DK um, and Kenny Walker. Looks like a very good running back. And they got a rookie running back coming in that's going to back him up. Uh, Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet. So, yeah, they're pretty stacked up on offense. Defense should be improved. I like the Seahawks, definitely. Okay, going with the Seahawks. I can see that. I can see that for sure. All right, let me see. Where do we stand here, Benny, as the schedule? Because we, we're, getting, we're getting near the end. They're getting near the bottom. The last few games. Man, uh, Seahawks. So that's that West Coast groove. That's a 425 game. That takes us into the 820 game. Sunday night. night. Another division matchup. Bam! Dallas Cowboys. The New York Giants. Prime time. Prime time, baby. Prime time. Dallas Cowboys at the Giants. Ah, Dak versus Daniel. <laughs> My man Saquon is signed. I don't know if he has any ill feelings, but I think he's ready to go. <sighs> Parsons is ready. Parsons is ready to play six different positions if necessary. Yeah, he's going to want that Joker title. He's going to want that title until <laughs> he finds out that it's not one of the higher paid titles. <laughs> well, he, you know, as a kid, he was a pretty big time running back. You had that uh, that that video on. Yeah, he was a monster when he was a kid. Oh, my goodness. He was just bigger, stronger, faster than everybody just out there, just running by, over, through. <laughs> Guys. Then he winds up on defense, right? Like yeah. two great running backs here. <laughs> Wound up on defense. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting game. 
I'm glad it's an early season game. I'm glad it's on prime time. Uh, Dak against Danny Dimes, interesting. Zeke is gone. I was about to say Zeke. <laughs> no. It's been so many years. Zeke is gone. Tony Pollard is the new bell cow running back for the Dallas Cowboys. The question is, can he stand up to the burden of 20-plus carries? I'm not sure they're going to put that burden on him, but I'm sure they'll give him 20-plus touches. So still he's going to get plenty of work. Saquon, forget the contract thing. He was chomping at the bit to get into the locker room and get into the uh, preseason and camp with his teammates. He could not wait. In fact, I think when he decided to sign, he was he he had his practice gear on probably when he signed. He's ready to roll. <laughs> He's ready to roll. He signed and said, all right, I'm out. Grabbed his helmet and went right out to the practice field. A um, <laughs> lot of interesting things I'm looking for from my Giants. First of all, you want to talk about a track team. We got ourselves a speedster, brother. Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. This kid can burn. You don't like speedsters, right? I thought you went real. No, I love speedsters when they play for me. <laughs> the good thing about this speedster is, and I'm going to say it, and I'm hopefully I won't have to say it anymore. This is not your average take the top off speedster. This kid can really play. He can really run routes and he can really catch. Okay. All right. Not, not just a take the top off guy. Not just to take the top That's off your, guy. That's your pet exactly. peeve with speedsters. Right. But the interesting thing about the Giants is their wide receiver room is very, very full. All the chairs are taken. Sterling Shepard is finally pretty healthy. The kid Hodgkins proved himself last year. Slayton looks good. None of these guys are big-name guys, but they can all play, and they all want playing time. So you're going to get the best out of each and every one of them. The one kid that's missing that caught my eye last year, and oh, by the way, we were talking about Chiefs wide receivers. Fantasy note, some of you guys don't know about this dude, Richie James. Richie Jan, I believe he played for the Niners for I like two seconds. He seven. played for the Niners. Yes, he did. Yes. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. Yes, but he's quick and he can run. Richie James has left the Giants and is now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I hated to see him go. I liked Richie James. But um, the bottom line is these guys are going to be all fighting for playing time and receptions and targets, which is going to bring the best out of them. I think the Giants are going to win this game. I think MetLife is going to be rocking, and I believe the Giants are going to prove that they are a playoff team in waiting. Uh, well, I shouldn't say waiting because they made the playoffs last year. So I believe they will do it again. I like the Giants to beat the Cowboys. All right, all right. According to this last meeting, Cowboys – 28 Giants 20 last season. So a bit of a revenge factor here. Yeah. 
Let's get this act together. You're going with the Giants over the Cowboys. All right. Well, divisions are so weird. Anything's possible. And that's the Sunday night game. Congratulations on being prime time. But speaking of prime time, you ready for the prime time game? I'm ready for the prime time game. Buffalo Bills going into New York to play the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, the only team I had any family that played for. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Matter of fact, I, I heard Josh Allen giving uh, um, Aaron Rodgers some reverence, you know, today. It's a, it's a surreal thing playing against somebody you watched as you grew up. <laughs> Old ass. <laughs> that hey. guy over there's got more gray hairs than, than his coaches. <laughs> it, it is a compliment. It is a compliment. It is a compliment. And you know, I want to remind everybody, I said this, what, seasons ago. I don't know how many seasons. Remember I said Aaron Rodgers had the best fallaway deep pass in the league? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they've already they've already talked about his ability to fall away and throw the ball. <laughs> it's like that fall away jumper that uh, so many NBA players finally developed. You know, who had the best fall away jumper off the top of your head? Woo, Kobe. Kobe. I'm thinking about who was it with the Sixers? Um, who Andrew Tony? Tony. Nah, uh, Tony had a straight up jumper. Um. Lloyd World B. Lloyd. Nice follow I couldn't think of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, young folks out there. Had to go <laughs> back in time when you go back and just check out some World B. Free. Lloyd World Free. B. Free. So much fun. Oh, my goodness. So much fun. All right. Back to the Bills. The Bills are going into New York. It's all New York. They, they're not traveling that far. Same coast. Bills. Um, had a little drama in the preseason with Diggs and everything, but uh, that's all done. The Jets are coming in. They had a defense that they're that one of their players is now comparing themselves to the old Ravens and the old Chicago Bears. He think he thinks he has the potential to be that good, which I, you know was the conversation. I don't, piece. I don't know about all that. They, hey, they were talking about it on every channel, man. I was like, okay, enough of that, you know. But he's talking. They're doing a lot of talking, and they do a lot of cussing on their uh, on the Hard Knock show. So they 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 think they're tough. They they're talking tough. They got a defensive minded coach on on both sides of the ball, right? Both of um, yes, coach, Buffalo's uh, coach. Yeah, Sean McDermott. Say that again, Sean McDermott. Is he? Would you consider him defense back? Line? I believe. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. So you got two defensive minded coach. You got one young gun in Josh Allen. One old gun in uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I don't know. I think. I think if you were to compare defenses, you might have to go with the Jets, Benny. I tell you what, it's close. Bills defense is very good. But the Jets defense looks like it's going to be very, very good. <laughs> Quentin Williams is a handful on that D-line. 
Uh, in the preseason, he pretty much looked unblockable. I know he was going up against some backups sometimes, but, I mean, in practice, in the in, inter-squad scrimmages, preseason, this guy, he's got a nice new contract, played great last year. Quentin Williams is, man, I don't, he's looking great. But the big matchup is Stefan Diggs versus Sauce Gardner. Mm. Now, it'll be interesting to see if Sauce travels, if Diggs lines up on opposite sides of the field, if Sauce goes with him. Uh, I don't think Diggs is going to like that very much. He's already got an issue about the amount of targets that he gets. And if Sauce is on him, it's going to be tough to not try to go elsewhere, you know. Uh, but And that's despite the fact that I believe he had the most targets on the team. Yeah. He thinks he should get more. <laughs> now, some people will say that's selfish. Some people will say, well, he is the man. So we'll, he's we'll, him, we'll, as he says. Yeah, I he's him. Right. <laughs> so so we'll have to wait and see. I'll I, I tell you the truth, man. This one's going to be fun to watch. But I got to pick a winner. Yes, you do. I think the Jets are a little full of themselves, mm. including Robert Sala. Mm. I'm picking Buffalo. Going with the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills to win this game. I think James Cook is going to be a nice addition at running back, second-year player. Uh, Damian Harris backing him up, who had a real nice career with the Patriots and still has some juice left. Uh, Stefan Diggs may be able to show uh, Sauce a little thing or two as far as the route runner is concerned. And if Sauce doesn't travel with him, whoever's the corner on the other side is going to get the business. Um, I like the Bills. Yeah, I think that the, if if I were to just look at the two teams, I would say that the Bills have been the more are the more stable team coming into this season. Right. So they should be able to come into Week One a little bit, you know better prepared you know they're not working out any kinks you know they don't have the new quarterback and the new this and the new that you know uh the new philosophy so um i i can see that um and it will be so interesting to see uh rogers take an l and his first l in new york uh, yeah he handles it <laughs> yeah taking an l in new york is not like taking an l in green no, bay that's for sure not at all <laughs> if you want to be there be prepared. It's coming. You know, they'll be looking at everything. How many how many concerts did he go to this summer? How many shows was he at? You how many know? mushrooms did he eat? How many mushrooms did he take? <laughs> yeah, they, they, that's a tough crowd to to, uh, to come in and especially, and again, right? That's three straight division games, Benny. Yep. Three straight division games, you know? We get a, 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 a um, Western uh, division, NFC West. We get an AFC East, and then a, uh, an NFC East rather, and then an AFC East. All division for the last three games of Week One going into the season. Woo! All right, Benny. Let's wrap this puppy up. Any last words about the season? No, nah, man. First I can't week wait. of the season, I should say. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Mm. Nice matchups all the way along. Lots of things to look for. 
rookies I can't wait to see. First-year players getting uh, a lot of reps and, 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 and being depended on in a big way. Uh, let's get this thing going. All righty, there we go. All right, Benny, let's transition to the social media portion of the show. Let's see here. I'm going to pause this one second, okay? Cool. You give me some water. <laughs> this is the first time I've been uh, home in time to see the uh, the Pat McAfee show. I, I've seen it on video, but I haven't seen it live on TV. This guy cracks me up. Man.
What happened? I had my mic turned off. I forgot. Oh, okay. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> All right, Benny. So let's take take a look at the Ben and Barry on football Facebook page. I always screw that up. I always say Ben and Barry on Facebook, which is kind of what it is, but not exactly. Let's take a look at the page. So let's start. You know, the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People says, begin with the end in mind. And the end of this season, starting one, is the Super Bowl. Ah, yes. So we do have a post here, which has all of the odds for the different Super Bowl teams. That's This looks like 53 in my Roman numerals. Uh, don't fail me here. So we're all looking. Theoretically, everybody has a shot. But as we said, some, some teams are a little stronger and a little better prepared to make that move. You've already given us your lineup for the playoffs and the, and the picks for the championship. We already have that information. But I just wanted to stop there so that we can all kind of just focus in on that goal <clears throat> that everyone is, is going after here. And the reason this they say this is the reason why you lift all the weights, right? Right. That's what the coach said. So we just had we had to cut down. We had the end of the season. We're about to go into the beginning of the season. Um, I always like to show a little empathy for the 1184, the number of NFL hopefuls who will not make the 53-man roster, 1,184 dreams deferred. We won't say crush. We won't say they're over because they now have the XFL, the CFL, the USFL, and the and the European leagues. I do believe they have one now in Mexico now if you really want to play some football somewhere. Um, so a lot of guys will – be playing in some of those other leagues and, and, you know, getting better at their craft. So that's what we have on that. Benny, Alex Smith said, at the combine, we love the measurables. We love to measure height, weight 40 times. But in the end, if you can't process information and if you're not accurate, you're not going to make it in the NFL. That is true. That is true. That is true. I don't know who looks funnier, Jameis doing this or the Dak dance. Remember the Dak dance? Yeah, but Jameis looks funnier in that because it's sped up and it's he's going backwards, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely funny. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. We want to give a little shout out. <laughs> oh, my God. NIL, baby. NIL. If your last name is Booty, why not have an underwear line? And you don't have to wait to be a pro to do it even nowadays. So your your information, your identification, and all of that is now valuable if you're able to reach these levels of college football. I think some of the high school players probably have a little something going on in the NILs now. So there you go. He's got his own underwear line. Just in case we forgot, this is the total season right here. <laughs> we posted this a while back. Oh, Remember this chart? Yeah, it's killing my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it gave you a headache, I think. <laughs> but it's still there. So you can come in. You can look at every week of the season 
at Ben and Barry on football. All right, let's talk about Shador Sanders real quick, Benny. Threw the ball 47 times. He was 38 for 47. That's an 80% completion Ooh. record. Rate completion percentage. 510 yards passing, a school record at Colorado, four passing TDs, no interceptions, 140.25 passing rating, and an upset win over number 17 TCU, currently on pace for over 6,000 yards and has established himself as one of the best QBs in the country and has helped put Colorado in the top, what, 25 rankings? Yes, they're number 22. And I can't, I, I don't know Colorado's history, but I have to assume that has not happened in a while. Well, they only won one game last year. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations to Shador Sanders. As a uh, matter of brother. fact, as a matter of fact, they haven't been good probably since Eric Bieniemy was the starting running back. Wow. No, That's I'm like, sorry. I'm that I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They were pretty good when Cordell Stewart was there. Cordell Stewart was their quarterback. That was still ben, a long time ago. Ben, Ben, you you ruined a great joke because I was getting oh, ready. To say, that's about two hundred pounds ago, wasn't it? <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> we love you, Eric. Don't worry about it, brother. We all fat. And Ben's not because he's a trainer, but I am. Minimum weekly salary for a vet on the practice squad, Benny. We talked a little bit about this. And the reason I brought it up, because, again, I was talking uh, about our young boy, Corey Clement, who's got like about six years now, um, mm. crude service. So when he comes in on the practice squad, he's like making the maximum money, like $16,100 to $20,600 a week. Minimum is $11,500 a week. <laughs> not bad. Not bad work if you can get it. It's like, okay, I'm not making $300 million, but I made $20,000 this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I, I swear, I, I had no – when my son was coming up and going, you know, into football, I'm talking about my youngest son, Christopher – I had no idea, you know, about some of this stuff, you know, just if you don't know, you don't know, you know, but now, man, you wish you wish you had, you know, what you, what you know now. So. All right, Benny, my pet peeve. Oh. Cupcake games. <laughs> I did a lot of research on, on these games. This is the money that's being paid out to some of these teams to come get this butt whooping that you know you're going to get. However, you will be funding the school. And, and they. I keep reading articles. I kept reading articles. And what I was trying to get to was an article that was taking a look at the psyche of the actual players on these game teams like Appalachia or Miami U or Jackson State or you know, Stephen F. Austin, those, those kids who have to actually go out there and match up. And I believe you said something that, that didn't make sense. Like, if they actually play well in one of those games, it could really be big for them in terms of, you know, moving them into the spotlight, you know, of college football. Um, 
But it, it seems as if this is something now that's well entrenched. It's not going anywhere. Uh, the teams that are taking the money aren't complaining. The teams that are paying the money aren't complaining. And I don't know if this qualifies like a preseason game for some of these larger um, schools. But, you know, I think the only thing that that, that, that really kind of, I don't know, irritates me is when I watch the fans cheering as if they just beat up a, a good team. <laughs> I'm like, they should be like, okay, say you beat, you know, Appalachian State. Okay, so here's, your, here's your applause. See you next week. You know what I mean? But they're jumping up and down like they just finished, you know, beating Ohio State or somebody. So Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's college. I guess in a way for the, for the uh for the power 5 team uh it qualifies uh psychologically as a preseason game although it is an actual regular season game that goes on to their regular season record right, exactly um the fact that they pay a lot of money to have these teams come in uh, is an incentive for these teams to come in. And it's also an opportunity for their players to see what it's like to play against a power five school. It might not be a great experience, may not be a, excuse me, may not be a pleasant experience, but is an experience nonetheless. Now, uh, obviously the schools could use the money so that's a good thing for that for the school itself. Um, and every once in a while, one of these schools does win. Appalachian State at the top of your list here did pull off an upset against somebody a year or two ago. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. And I think one just went down last week, too. It was an HBCU beat somebody. I can't remember who the heck it was. It was one of those A and T schools. They got somebody. They snuck up and got somebody. <laughs> so I would have looked it up if I I didn't realize we were going to talk about this. I looked it up, but uh, it happens. It does happen. It happens. You know, like I said, it, when I first when it, when I first found out about it, I was like, "What the heck is going on here with the yeah?" At first, you go, well, you know, and, and, you know, the fans are stuff. going crazy." But the, the 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 fans, you can't blame them. First of all, it's college, so they're all a bunch of them. Are, not all of them, but a lot of them are students. They've been drinking all day, you know what I mean. Everybody likes to see a good butt whooping. You know the band is playing. You can't fault them for that. Well, you know, I mean, I, I understand we're all, you know, we're young, you know, at that age and, you know, we're just having a lot of fun. That's the number one thing, you know? So uh, I'm going to leave it alone, but I just thought I'd mention it because it's just, uh, if you don't know that this is happening, like if you're a novice to college football, like I kind of was, and you start to see this stuff and you're like, what the heck's going on here? Yeah. The first thing you think is why? Right, exactly. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? But like we used to say, Benny, why do you do it? For the money. money. <laughs> For the money. <sighs> Condolences go out to the uh, family and friends of oh, yeah, the loss that. of his son. 
who died in a uh, car crash. So uh, I didn't know his son was a radio personality, though. Saying current radio personality. Well, Hugh uh, Douglas is a radio personality. Well, maybe that's what they were talking about. Not yeah, the, I think they're talking about Hugh. Yeah, Hugh Douglas is the radio personality. I'm, I'm crazy. In any event, we want to just send out condolences um, to the friends and family. All right. We talked a little bit about Shadur, but I, I we knew this was happening all along, but I don't know if everyone knew that uh, he was getting a bit of mentorship from one Tom Brady. Interesting size difference there, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Brady's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Brady's that 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six type guy, man, you know, with the quick release. But Shadur, man, getting it done, getting it done. So who do they play this week coming up, Benny? They play Nebraska. Oh. And I'll tell you this. I happened to catch the Nebraska game last week. On late night TV, they played Minnesota. And if I'm not, well, I don't even want to speculate on that. Neither team was ranked at the time. Now, I know Colorado was ranked at this moment. I'm not sure if Nebraska is. I think they're going to go 2-0, and baby. Yeah. I believe they will beat Nebraska, yes. From what I saw, they're going to beat Nebraska. And Nebraska, their head coach is Matt Rule. All right, right. Matt Rule, who used to be at Temple, who used to be at Carolina with the Panthers, is now back in college at the University of Nebraska. Wow. Wow. That's going to be an interesting matchup coaching-wise. All right. So you you like uh, Colorado to go 2-0, oh, eh? Yeah. I, their weakness, and it's going to show up sooner or later, is their defensive line. I think they lack size on the D-line. I think teams are going to be able to run on them. You're talking about Colorado? I'm talking about Colorado, as DC, TCU proved. But the, 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 the challenge with playing Colorado, no matter how good you are, is can you keep up with them on the scoreboard? Talk about a track team. Bro, yeah. their yeah. receivers are ungodly fast. All of them. All of them. And the freshman running back, he's a true freshman. And he can burn. Talk about speed. My God. And what's Their the only young man who's playing both ways? Oh, we don't we don't we need a whole show to talk about Travis Hunter, bro. Is he Tyreek Hill reimagined or what? No, he's Charles Woodson times 10. <laughs> he's Hall of Famer Charles Woodson times 10. Times he played 10. 100 plus snaps in 100 degree weather, weather. and yeah. was dancing in the locker room when the game was over. That's, yeah. Yeah, and Dion was like, "Yeah, we're not even gonna make him practice. <laughs> he don't need to practice. He's all right. 
We just yeah. let him rest he up. Said we're gonna have to get a hot tub put on the plane. You know. <laughs> oh my God. Travis Hunter, man. All right, moving on. Had a great run. Real Sports with Brian Gumble to end their HBO run after 29 seasons. Man. We got to get to where he's at, Benny, where HBO has the Ben and Barry football show. You know, there was always something about this guy I didn't quite like. But you had to respect him. He did a great job at what he did. Asked all the pertinent questions. Knew how to how to run a show. He was really he 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 was great at what he did. Just something about him, I just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I can't really say nothing bad about Brian. Gold. All right, I and mean, he covered all the different sports, man. So yes, he did. Yes, he did. He covered all the different sports, including football. You know, so all right, congratulations. We all mentioned that Bosa reached his five year contract. Between him and his brother, they had over $300 million contracts with the NFL. It's like, I think we can afford to go out to dinner, Mom, if you want. No problem. It's wherever you want. Whatever you want. What the heck? Oh, is this guy. Dang. Oh, my goodness. Fourth round pick, not playing six games, right? Forfeit 250000 of his seven hundred and fifty. That's like a third, right? That's the chunk. Man. I feel bad for this guy. Suspended without pay for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug. I kind of feel sorry, but I don't know what it, And, you know, sometimes these guys just eat something that shows up on thing and they didn't realize it was in the food. or. There's, there's, there's been times, not recently, but in the past, I remember guys saying they ate a poppy seed bagel. Right. And they had a bad test. Now, there's, I, I'll tell you this. I do personal training. So I'm always looking at personal training videos and exercise videos and stuff like that. So you know how Facebook is. You start getting stuff about supplements and all. There's a lot of supplements out there that in, in their write-ups and in their little commercials and stuff that they do, they, they will say there is nothing illegal or no no banned substance in our product because there's a lot of products out there that regular people can get their hands on that do have banned substances in them. Okay. So you got to be very, very careful about what you ingest. That's, that's all I can say. He all believes right. that he got a hold of something and he had no clue that there was something in it that would give him a bad test and that's what happened. That's tough, 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 tough. Did you think that uh, Kelsey was as, as important to Mahomes as Gronk was to Brady or not? That's a really good question. Um, I will say yes. I will yes, say yes. Man. Maybe for different reasons, but yeah, I would say yes. Yeah, I'm thinking so too. So it's going to be so interesting if Kelsey's not there for the game this evening. And I saw you send it to me. My girl, Mina Kimes, got the yeah. contract. Not only did she get a contract, she didn't get fired, which everybody else did. <laughs> yeah, they were they were crushing everybody. You know, I, I we own in my investment club, we own Disney stock, which owns ESPN. 
So I'm not only from an entertainment perspective, but just from an investment perspective, I'm like, okay, what are you trying to do? What are you guys doing? <laughs> what, hey, Disney, what are you doing with ESPN? You're going to keep them? You're going to get rid of them? You know, uh, they people want to go full streams as, as opposed to uh, broadcast TV or cable TV. You know, I, I know people still having problems. My sister got an iPhone and, you know, I'm, she's been calling me. She's struggling trying to get the iPhone. So technically, a lot of people, you know, aren't necessarily ready to go full streaming. So uh, I haven't even gone full streaming, you know. So and I, it's funny because uh, my buddy who works for the phone company, he's like, you still got cable boxing? <laughs> and he works for the company. So. Yeah. All right, we talked about Kadero Patterson being listed as the Joker. Um, <laughs> the Duke professor, did you see this where the guy after the game, uh, after Duke beat Clemson, I believe it was, he asked for the homework extension <laughs> on live television. He's like, wow. To his, to his coach, I mean, excuse me, to his professor. <laughs> I, I, I bet you that happens a lot. Well, you just never hear you just never hear a guy come out and say it like and that. say it. I know everybody was cracking up. They thought it was hilarious, but apparently the Duke professor says, uh, "Well, excuse me, a couple of your linemen who played in that game already turned their homework in." So sorry. Ooh, 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 ooh. ouch! Oh uh, man, don't you hate those guys who mess up the curve? Yeah, man, man. just mess up the curve for everybody, man. All right, Benny, speaking of messing up the curve, unless you have some final words, we're about ready to say thanks for following. Please leave comments and suggestions. Hashtag football is life is our motto. I got nothing left, bro. I can't wait. I, tonight can't get here fast enough for Thursday night football. Fantasy players out there, good luck. Check your lineups. Don't forget to recheck your lineup Saturday night or Sunday morning. Before the Sunday games get played, make sure you have your proper starting lineups in. Make sure you don't have starters that are injured or questionable. And good luck out there. Peace.